Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1439. Sleep, the most boring and effective fitness tip ever. Part one by Matt McLeod of mattmcleod.org. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Hey there, welcome back to another edition of Optimal Health Daily, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is the podcast where I act as your very own personal narrator and read to you from the most popular health and fitness blogs online, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, yesterday, I read two articles to you. I do that when articles are on the shorter side. But occasionally, the opposite happens, where the article is so jam-packed with information, I have to split the content into two parts, and that's what's happening today. Today's article is on the longer side, so I'll read the first half today and then finish it up for you tomorrow. So with that, let's get right to part one as we optimize your life. Sleep, the most boring and effective fitness tip ever. Part one by Matt McLeod of mattmcleod.org. There's a new supplement on the market. It allows you to gain muscle faster, lose more fat, drastically improve your mood, energy, focus, and shoot laser beams from your head. And best of all, it's completely free. In case you couldn't guess after hearing the title in the first sentence, the supplement is sleep. Now, was that corny? Yes. But was it true? Also, yes. Well, besides the lasers part. I get questions daily about the best rep ranges, exercises, or food to eat pre-workout, but these don't mean anything compared to just going to sleep an hour earlier. We all know we need to get better sleep. So why don't we actually do it? It's easier for us to rationalize poor sleep because of the hustle mentality of today's age. We feel superior to others for sleeping less and wear it as a badge of honor. I also think it's because we don't understand the severity of consequences that result from sleep deprivation. We know we should do it, but if we don't specifically know the downsides, we perceive it as less important. Plus, we feel like we can just try harder in life and that will solve all of our problems. Well, it's time to make some changes, including myself. If you're hearing this, you probably want to maximize your results in the gym and in your life. So let's discuss how we can do both. Before we get into the best sleep tips, let me drop some knowledge as to why sleep should be such a high priority. This will make you think twice about skipping out on a quality night's sleep 
poor sleep equals less muscle and more fat. Study one. Recently, an eight-week study was published that focused on the effects of sleep restriction on weight loss when in a calorie deficit. There were 36 people in the study, and they got their body composition, meaning muscle and fat mass, tested at the beginning of the study to establish a baseline. 15 of those people, we'll call group one, simply incorporated a calorie deficit for the eight-week period. The remaining 21, which we'll call group two, incorporated a calorie deficit combined with sleep restriction for the eight-week period. They were instructed to reduce their time in bed Monday through Friday and could sleep as much as they wanted on the weekend, meaning they could catch up on sleep over the weekends. This meant an average of 169 minutes less sleep for the entire week. The results? Group two, the sleep-deprived group, lost an average of 39% of their total weight loss as muscle mass, also known as lean body mass, and 58% as fat mass. When sleep was not restricted, meaning we're talking about group one now, subjects lost only 17% of their weight as muscle mass, but 87% as fat mass. This means both groups lost almost exactly the same amount of total weight, but the group with more sleep lost more fat and lost less muscle. Okay, fine. That was just one study. Bring in study number two. Study two. In 2010, there was a randomized crossover study of 10 untrained people who moderately restricted calories for 14 days. They performed this 14-day study twice to compare effects of different sleep times. For the first two weeks, the participants slept for about five hours and 14 minutes while getting their hormones and body composition measured in the lab. This was followed by a three-month washout period where they still monitored their hormones and body composition but didn't analyze sleep. Then they had their second period of 14 days, but this time they slept on average for seven hours and 25 minutes, still getting tested for hormones and body composition. The results. During both periods, they lost about six and a half pounds, but when they slept for only about five hours per night, they lost 80% of their weight from muscle mass and only 20% from fat. They also had increases in hunger feelings throughout the day. Now compare this to when they slept about seven and a half hours per night they lost 52% of their weight from muscle and 48% from fat. What these studies mean. They mean your sleep may be even more important than diet when it comes to gaining muscle and losing fat. When your sleep is poor, you still lose weight with a calorie deficit, but you lose more muscle mass and less fat compared to those who get better sleep. You could even argue that if the subjects of both studies were on a high-protein diet and lifted weights regularly, they would see a much higher retention in their muscle mass while losing predominantly fat. So how much sleep should you get? Instead of trying to pull up more studies and give you my opinion on them, let's refer to the National Sleep Foundation. These are the averages that they recommend for most people, but of course, it will come down to your individual needs. Newborns need approximately 14 to 17 hours of sleep per night. Infants, 12 to 15 hours. Toddlers, 11 to 14 hours. 
preschool-aged children, 10 to 13 hours. School-aged children, 10 to 13 hours. Teens, 8 to 10 hours. Young adults, 7 to 9 hours. Adults, 7 to 9 hours. And older adults, 7 to 8 hours. Now that you know the why behind the importance of sleep, I'm going to conclude this post with giving you the how. Quite simply, these are the best sleep tips on the internet. I know because I looked. Hear those on tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Sleep, the most boring and effective fitness tip ever by Matt McLeod of mattmcleod.org. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Getting enough sleep has been common advice within the fitness community for the longest time. But this doesn't mean that folks actually follow this advice. This article reminded me of a colleague of mine. This person was very dedicated to their daily workouts. So dedicated, in fact, that they would be at the gym hitting the weights at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. That's dedication. I asked him why he went so early. He said that he liked that the gym was empty at 4 a.m. and he felt better getting the workout in before heading to work. Now, fast forward to the mandatory department meetings we would have from 4 to 6 p.m. each week. I would occasionally glance over at him during these meetings and noticed his eyelids would look really heavy. On more than one occasion, I would see him fully resting his eyes during these mandatory meetings. In fact, the person sitting next to him would often have to inconspicuously nudge him back awake when he started to snore. So while my colleague's dedication to working out was admirable, I have to wonder, at what cost? Were they getting enough sleep each night to support their body's needs? Let's do some math. Say my colleague needed to wake up by 3.30 a.m. to get to the gym by 4 a.m. Now, I'm really giving them the benefit of the doubt here. Getting to the gym within 30 minutes of waking up would be a tremendous feat, but let's say this was the case. In order to get the recommended seven to nine hours of sleep for most adults, he would need to go to bed by 8.30 p.m. at the latest. During the summer months, it's still light out at 8.30 p.m. out here in Southern California. And getting to bed by 8.30 p.m. would only provide him with the minimum of seven hours of sleep. If he wanted to get eight or nine hours of sleep, he would have to get to bed even earlier the night before, like 
6.30 or 7.30 p.m. And because my colleague would fall asleep during important meetings in front of supervisors, I wonder if a change to their sleeping patterns would have better suited their lifestyle. And we'll talk about how they could have gone about this on tomorrow's episode. That's it for today. I hope you're having a great Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll be back here tomorrow to finish up this post. So I'll see you there where optimal life awaits.